I came to challenge you to never get in the habit of saying what God cannot do. Even when it looks impossible, God is able to do anything. There is nothing that is too hard for God. God is a God of the impossibility. He's mighty. He's a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. And there's nothing that he will not and nothing that he cannot do. Welcome to the Light of the World. I'm Jerry G. Martin, and today we're bringing you a dynamic message from Pastor Jackie as she encourages us that God is able to do everything that we need him to do. It's a message of faith, and it's a message of perseverance. Come go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. It got so bad in the city that one day the king was walking throughout the city and he was walking along the city walls and a woman called to him and said king please help us help my lord help us but when we look at verse 27 in chapter 6 it says the king answered the woman and he says if the lord does not help us what can i do He says, neither do I have food on the threshing floor, neither do I have wine in the wine press. In other words, the king realized that he was unable to assist the woman in her needs. So what the king was saying is the Lord doesn't come and rescue us. If God doesn't show up, then we're just going to die. We're going to all die out. So we're at the mercies of the Lord. See, the king understood that, that he was at the mercies of the Lord. But the king also blamed the Lord for Israel being in that position. Israel was experiencing this calamity. They was experiencing drought in their life. They was experiencing thirst and hungry. Why? Because of their disobedience to God. So the Lord allowed them to be surrounded with the Armenian army. That reminds me of the day. It's saying true for us today. Sometimes we find ourselves in dire situations and we wonder why we in these dire situations, but we're there because of our disobedience to God. I want you to know, I don't know if your mama ever told you this or your daddy ever told you, there is consequences to your behavior. There is consequences when you're disobedient to God. And God has to allow some things to come into our life to get us back in alignment with him. See, he don't do it because he's angry. He doesn't do let things come upon your life because he's mad at you. God allow those things in your life so that you can come back to the Father. Now, the Armenian army had a strategy, and the strategy was that he was, they were going to starve them out. So as a result, there was starvation in the camp. It was a military strategy. Hey, if it worked for him, I would stay back and save my, my men too, and we're just going to starve y'all out to the point where they're, y'all just going to die out, and you're going to either run out and ask us uh, to uh, help you or something. So it was a military strategy that they used to starve them out. 
But there's something else that the text said in chapter 6 of 2 Kings. I told you they got to the point that they were eating the unclean things. I need to prove it to you this morning. Chapter 6, verses 28, it says, The woman said to me, this is when the, the king was replying to the woman. He says, this woman said to me, come on and let me eat your son today. And then we'll eat my son tomorrow. It got so bad they were eating their own children. He said, come on, let, 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 let's girl, let's get together. We're going to eat my son today. Your son today and we're going to eat my son tomorrow. So the words say they cooked So we cooked my son and we ate him. Cannibalism. And the next day I said to her, kill your son so we can eat him. But light bulb came on. She got a little smart. (laughs) So she hid her son. And so I needed you to understand what type of situation they were in. They were in a dire situation where they had to resort to cannabis. They had to come and say, listen, we're down to, listen, ain't no more food in the city. Listen, you kill your son, let me eat your son. You kill your daughter, let me eat. So they were down to killing their own. So Israel found themselves in an impossible situation. But I look at Elisha. Elisha entered the scene with a word from the Lord. I want you to know that Elisha, when he began to speak, he did not speak on his own volition, but he spoke as if God was speaking. He spoke on the behalf of God. There are often times when God will give you a word and it look like somebody else telling you something. But it is God speaking to his man's servant or he's speaking to his woman's servant. Or sometimes when we get into the word of God, then we get into God's word in the logos. It literally rises up off the pages of the Bible and God begins to speak to us. God had a word for the king. He had the word for the nation. So he said this, he says, but by the time, he says, tomorrow, by this time, I like God because he's so precise. What he was saying by tomorrow, things are getting ready to change. There's somebody that's in the room right now. I believe God is saying by tomorrow, by this time, tomorrow, something is getting ready to change. What Elijah was saying, within 24 hours, the economic situation in Samaria is getting ready to change. There's going to be a complete reversal. He said instead of food being scarce or there be scarcity in the land, there's going to be an abundance. Amen. And the people are going to be able to purchase the food so that they're able to thrive and exist. He says, by the next day. Conditions would vastly improve. There's going to be good product. It's going to be available again at a substantial price. When I thought about it, as I was looking in the text, something just jumped up in my spirit. I said, Lord, help us with the eggs, Jesus. Help us. Help us this time tomorrow. Let the egg prices go down. I said, God, we're in dire need of some eggs. 
I have a son that's at home with me right now, and, and he's all buff, and he works out every day, and he eats about four eggs a day, and I'm like, son, we might need to ration these eggs. Can you cut it down to two? But I believe God's going to help us in the end. But as we look at the text, we see doubt begins to enter. See, the assisting officer of the king, he had to see. It was just so impossible that his mind could not even conceive what the prophet said. He said these words, this couldn't happen even if the Lord opened up the windows of heaven. He said, this is impossible. So even if God himself makes windows in heaven and open up the windows of heaven, how could this be? So the king officer doubted the prophecy. His doubt was based on several false premises. Oftentimes we do the same thing. When God gives us a word, we say, well, you know, I don't know if God's going to be able to do that. We begin to doubt the words of the Father. He relied on several false premises. Number one, he doubted the power of God. If God willed it, certainly God can open up the windows of heaven. And even if he opened up the windows of heaven, from heaven, he could drop down food to the hungry. He could give food to the besieged city. See, God did it before. In Exodus chapter 16, verses 4, it says this, And then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. And the people of God are going to go out and get it each and every day. And they're going to have exactly what they need. So he did not recognize the power of God, that God was all-powerful, that God was able to do anything, even if it looks ridiculous in your eyes. See, he's the same God that spoke the heavens and the earth into existence. When everything was in void and there was nothing here, he's the same God that began to speak a word. So if he's a God that can speak everything that we see in existence, he is a God that is full of power. And secondly, he doubted the creativity of God. You know, so in the mind of the officer, he, he figured it out. He says, listen, the only way that we're going to get some food is if God opened up the window of heaven and began to pour the food out. Why? He says, because the enemy, they have surrounded all about us. He, he can't even get through what the enemy is doing. It's no way he can get. So that's the only way that God remind me of us today. See, he had no idea that God could bring provisions in a completely unexpected way. See, oftentimes our faith is broken down in that way. Why? Because we don't expect God to do what he says that he's going to do. Or we expect God to come one way when God's going full circle and going another way. See, some of you said already God hadn't answered my prayer, but I guarantee you that God has already begun to answer your prayer because you're expecting God to show up in one way and he's coming another way. But yet and still we believe that God is, that God can, and God is able. So when the unexpected pain and difficult circumstances comes in our way, when it makes its arrival upon the scene of our life, we have a choice to defeat it 
by acknowledging that God is able. He is able to make a stand. He is able to establish you. He is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his glory. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. God is able to build you up. God is able to subdue all things. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask or think. He is able to save us to the uttermost. In other words, take the limitations off of God. The God we serve, he is able. I'm not here talking about Buddha that sits upon a statue that can't show up when I need him, but I'm talking about the King of kings and the lords of lords. The God that is able to show up on the scene to minister to you at the point of your need. He's able. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf dot o-r-g. Again, that's l-o-w-c-f dot o-r-g. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.